Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find we are not alone. everyone is pastor dave and it's cecilia it's good to be back with you here in room 4216 mm-hmm. how are you doing pastor dave? i am doing great how about you i am doing really well though, you know, i i do have to wonder if if one of us came on and uh-huh. said how are you uh would we really say i'm doing terrible you're doing terrible oh i'm so sorry no i <laughs> no, I, oh. I, I said would we really you know throw all our problems out there and just bleed all over the floor and whatever. I don't know. Maybe we should try it someday. See who comes and helps us. Yeah, really. Ah, help. I, I did do that the, yeah. the, the time that I, you know. Well, I, you know, we're human. We have whatever. our bad days. But we do. You are probably right. We wouldn't tell everybody. But anyway. We're still glad to be here anyway. Yeah. And we're going to start a new book today, aren't we? No, we're not. Philippians? No. Maybe Galatians? Sorry. Oh, Colossians. I like Colossians. Um, Colossians is a nice book, but we are not starting a new book today. What are we going to do? We're going to finish Job. No! Oh, now listen, people. I think that sounds like a temper tantrum beginning. We finished Job, didn't we? We did not. We got through verse 9 of chapter 42. We did not do verses 10 through 17. (sighs) All right. If we got to. Finally, we move into the last section of Job, the final few verses. There's some cool stuff in here. Oh, you and your imagination, it goes far, far afield. Let's just read it and see what happens, all right? Fine, just fine. All right. I'm starting at verse 10. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought upon him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had 14,000 sheep. Now that's really is twice as much as he had in chapter 1. We did look, and yep, it's double. Mm -hmm. He had 6,000 camels. Again, it's doubled. A thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand donkeys. And he had seven sons and three daughters. The daughters, the first daughter he named Jemima. The second, Kezia. And the third, Keren Hapach. By the way, I got curious and uh, those names, 
Uh, Jemima means turtle dove. Best we can tell. Mm-hmm. Kezia comes from the name uh, Kasha, which means cinnamon. Best as we can tell. Mm-hmm. And Keren Hapach is a flask of antimony. Antimony was used as a cosmetic back then, something like eyeshadow. Best we can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just got to keep adding that. Yes, you do. Uh-huh. But they were, they were meant to represent something beautiful. Nowhere in all the land... Now you're back to reading and in yes, your editing you're right. notes? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Read on. Read no, on. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. Now that was unusual. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation... And so he died, old and full of years. Hey, man, we're uh, done. No, no, we are not. Oh, man. Can you just imagine, though? I mean, here Job was alone for a long time, except for his friends who weren't being of much Oh, he was just one week in the ER. <laughs> a week can be a very long time, let me tell you. It was longer than that, but yes, it was a while. And then, we don't know, but Job had nothing. And so, and hospitality was supposed to be a very important thing back then. Huge, very big. So, we we really do not know, but maybe, maybe... His friends actually brought Is him things. Is her imagination going again? I can't help it. Mm-hmm. And when they came, they came and they brought mo- uh, money. That's true. It, it says that silver that and gold. It does say that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. they brought uh, gold rings, which were very valuable and, and worth money back then. And uh, maybe they brought him things to to. Just as, like, if you're in the hospital, people sometimes bring meals when you've come home. Um, I remember one Christmas Eve when I had very little money, but my friends said, we're having pizza, and we want you to have pizza with us. So even though we're in Ohio and you're in St. Louis, you're going to have pizza too. And they sent it through the U.S. mail? No. <laughs> just, uh, just about. They uh, they called the pizza company and uh, here in St. Louis and, and really? the pizza they did okay and I felt so okay special. you're rambling I know I am yeah because you just sentimental about this story and how it's ending happily ever after he lived 140 years oh I don't <sighs> pretend that his life was easy I don't pretend that that Job got everything back just like that I can well imagine. <clears throat> that his sores weren't healed all just at once. And we really don't know. I mean, obviously, and I think all of everyone understands, God's not saying, oh, I'm going to be nice to you now, Job, and I'm sorry that I did this or anything like that. God is God, and he is generous as he wants. If anything, I think you could say God's plan of generosity to Job was interrupted by Satan, mm. and now uh, the plan went back to what God wanted, and there are things in life that interrupt God's plan. There's no doubt about that. But God remains generous to us. And God remains faithful to us. Mm-hmm. 
Pastor Dave, I do believe that God is faithful to us. Good. He is. He's such a faithful God. And at the same time, something you said kind of made me wonder. You said that God's plan was interrupted for Job. We know that Job uh, was, that God allowed Satan to do what he did. Mm -hmm. But your question or your words make me wonder, does God ever lose control of our lives? I'm going to answer that real quick. No, he never loses control. He's always in control. (sighs) Thank God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, God wouldn't be God. Yeah, God wouldn't be God. That's the definition of God. He is in supreme control. Now, here's the twist to it, you might say. God at times limits himself on what he will do in our lives. Not what he can do, but what he will do. Right. Okay. So it's not like God can say, oops, uh, I looked away for a second and all of a sudden something went wrong. Now, how did that happen? (laughs) Nope, not at all. (sighs) Not at all. All right, then let's switch the field. Okay. How much power does Satan have? Oh, He is known as a very powerful angel. You do not want to face him yourself, as you certainly will lose the battle. Um, Here's the fun thing about him. And there's a lot of... fun thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's limited. God has limited him. Though we cannot stand against him, who can? Who Jesus, did? Jesus Christ can, Yeah. First, Jesus did in the desert. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 4. Mm-hmm. The devil said, if these stone, if you are hungry, turn these stones into bread. Mm-hmm. And Jesus responded, uh, standing up to the devil for that temptation and a couple others, mm-hmm. that Jesus was able to stand against him. And even when the devil threw all his assaults at him and, was, and Jesus died... Even there, Jesus was in control because Jesus didn't go, oh, you won, I lost. Uh, As we've mentioned at other times, he did not go down to hell. He was not being tormented in hell those three days. Correct. Jesus let himself die on our behalf. He took our sins, our punishment, and died there on the cross for them. And so when Jesus rose from the grave on Easter morning, the first thing he did was go down to hell and shake the devil and say, Hey, I won. See, I'm alive. So it was, it was not during those three days. It was right. after he rose that he After he to rose. Hell. That's something, again, I'd love to talk about sometime. Oh, let's not- look at that verse. Let's look at that verse. Okay. Okay, Cecilia, I got down part of the Braille Bible so you could read it. Mm-hmm. Colossians chapter 2. And I want you to read verses 14 and 15. All right. He, for- he forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, 
he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Okay, let's go over this again, reading it phrase by phrase, and I'll I'll indicate where the power of the devil is severely limited. Okay, but I still don't see what this has to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just trust me here a minute. All right. All right. He forgave us all our sins. Okay, that's the statement. This is how we're forgiven. How um, the debt is canceled or how the the bottom of the the, uh, receipt is says paid in full. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on. Having canceled the written code. Now, the written code is the law, basically the Ten Commandments. God says, you shall be, you shall be. And we can't do it. We couldn't be perfect. And so instead of getting to heaven, being forgiven by this written code, because it's canceled. Wait a minute. That means I can steal anything I want to. No, no, just hang on. You're jumping too far. Let's keep with the text here. Okay. With its regulations that was against us mm-hmm. and that stood opposed to us. Okay, again, the law was standing opposed to us. You are guilty. You have sinned. You've had bad thoughts, whether it be adultery or murder or hatred or stealing or envy. That's what stood against us, preventing us to be with God the Father. All right, go on. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. How better of a picture than that? He took it away. He nailed it to the cross. This is why Jesus was willing to let himself be nailed to the cross. Because it wasn't him. It was us. And all the regulations that stood against us showing us all our faults and sin. Nailed to the cross. Okay, go on. Oh, and when he was nailed to the cross, of course, Jesus died, right? Of course. Okay. Now go on. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them. Okay. Here's where it really gets interesting. Okay. This goes back to my Greek. My professor of Greek, Professor Larry Myers, he's the one, I should probably give him credit here. He was the one who said, Dave, why don't you be a pastor? I don't want to be a pastor. I'd have to learn Greek and Hebrew, wouldn't I? And I thought I got him. He says, yeah. I said, well, who's going to teach me Greek? (laughs) And he said, well, I guess I'll teach him myself. Uh, so he said to me the next week, where's my Braille card? So I made him a Braille card with the alphabet. He said, okay, next week I've learned uh, uh, Braille. Where do we go for the Greek? And when he, we found the, the study book and the New Testament in Braille, he said, in my office, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7.30 a.m., and he turned and walked away. Oh, my gosh. That's why I'm a pastor. He'd love to say, as he was teaching me Greek, word order is for the birds. But he also would say, the Greek of the New Testament has its foundations in the Greek of classics of the Iliad and the Odyssey. Oh. Back then, the kings literally went in battle when the, when the um, victor had control... They'd capture the king, Mm -hmm. they'd parade him around the city, and at the end of the parade around the city, literally, they'd cut off this king's head. Right, right. And this was the way to say, we won, you're king, he's dead, we wanted to show you, we have him, and now we lop off his head. 
That's the Greek words here used. Now read verse 15 again and think of that picture of Jesus going to hell with the devil. Read verse 15 again. And he disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. See, this is all of that Greek uh, classical wording. Literally, this is where it's pulled from with these specific Greek words. It's the victorious parade of the kings, and Jesus did that. And what is the powers? But the devil. And so he limited the devil's power over us. Now, he didn't... I think I get it. Okay. Okay, let me see if I have this right. Okay. He dies. And that cancels our debt to okay. our, of sin. Okay. Then he's raised again, mm-hmm. which shows his victory over death. Right. So he couldn't go and make a public spectacle of the devil while he was still dead. Right. It had to be after he rose because that was the victory clencher. That was, I won over death. That is Whoa, right. Oh, I get it. Death and sin and, and the, the devil. devil. So with what we just read in Colossians, I think it's pretty clear Jesus limited his godly power for a time so he could overpower and destroy sin, death, and the devil. And he did that for us. And thereby he took greater power and limited the devil's power. Okay, now we're going to take it one step further to us because that's ultimately where you're going how i think i even heard you say maybe not on tape but how afraid should i be when it comes to the devil yep let's look at first corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 and following i gave you that book now if you'll read that please do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. A couple things to note here. First, you are not your own. (laughs) Um, I know somebody who uh, uh, serves in the, uh, well, it's my daughter's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. uh, is in the Army Reserves. and, And I've heard years ago say that the Army says, you're not your own, Buster. We own you now. And they make them get up early and do this and do that. But even more so, uh, when we are in God's army, we are not our own. He bought us with his blood. That's what the statement is. Now, with that fallout, what does that mean? And now start again with verse 19, with keeping that in mind. God bought us. Do you not know that your body 
is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. Okay, so your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. A temple is a place where God dwells, and it's the Holy Spirit who was given by God. And that's key to understand the Holy Spirit who is given, who is God, is given to us, and he dwells within us. And that is part of the reason why um, we talk about uh, 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 not overindulging your body and abusing your body. Whether, uh, and uh, I'm not going to get into specifics here. That's up say, to I'm each to individual. But it is something each individual needs to decide what is abuse. Because it isn't your body. It is the Holy Spirit's temple. And if one is content with whatever... It's between you and God and your conscience and God. But we need to realize the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We were bought with a prize. Now, if that is the case, the Holy Spirit's in us. Simple question. Do you think God is going to share his dwelling place with his foe? Of course not. Right. So, that's step number one. If the Holy Spirit's in us... We can't be possessed by the devil. devil. Right. Very important to know and understand. If the Holy Spirit's in us, then the devil can't possess us. Now, the next thing people will say is, but I seem to give in even to the devil. I do. Uh Well, Jesus was tempted in 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 the desert. Did God really say? Now, it doesn't say there, even though Jesus destroyed the power of sin, death, and the devil and that his Holy Spirit's in us, it didn't say that the devil can't whisper to us. And because of our weakness of our flesh, as it's called, the weakness of our sinful nature, many times we go, oh, okay, I guess I can do that. I can have ten cookies. Uh, Yeah. And so we can abuse our bodies, or whatever it might be. Um. The devil can whisper to Christians and tempt them, and we can quickly give in. It's our sinful nature to give in to those sinful things. But the devil can't possess us. can you say about the devil and his powers? Well, we could have a couple shows about it. Uh, easily. And we're really not trying to, but to give the scope and the, the, the long and short of it. I guess I'll go with these four simple things. Okay. One, if you really think about the devil, going back to that phrase, how scared should I be? You could scare yourself so bad, you'll die. Absolutely. The power of the spiritual world is amazing. And I really do believe, not that I want to go on to this a whole lot, but those who have mental illness, it's like they have a door that's open to see some of the spiritual things and the power that the devil has. Most people don't have that door that's open. And so they just blibly walk. Is that the right word? Blibly walk by? Glibly. Glibly? 
Mm-hmm. Walk by and not know anything that's going on. And that's why they don't worry about the devil or anything. It's those who have that door that's open that can be more fearful. And, and I don't want to go into that right now, but that's why we move to number point number two. It's another Bible verse. It's Paul was writing to his young pastor, Timothy. Mm-hmm. He was in prison. And he made Wait, who com- was in prison? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Paul was in prison, and he was writing Timothy, who was free. Okay. And um, Paul wrote in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Of, of what? Second Timothy, okay. that he was in chains for the gospel, meaning he was stuck there because he, he was willing to say, I'm a Christian and I'm going to talk about Jesus. So he was put in chains. And verse 10, but the gospel is not chained. What a contrast. Paul might be in prison. He might be trapped, but not God. That is a key, most important thing to remember. God is never trapped. And though you see the powers and principalities and authorities and and have that door open, they are limited. God is not. So our bodies can be imprisoned, but our hearts are not. Yes, correct. Our bodies are uh, many times live in circumstances, and they can be trapped. And many people feel with their disabilities that they are trapped. I have. Sure, we all have. I have too, but not the gospel, which flows. Well, maybe I should hover there just for a minute. Okay, the gospel, that's God's word. Right. That's why we encourage people to continue to read and study God's word and know God's word. The more you're in that, the more free you are. Mm-hmm. Now that moves to number three. With number three, there are some books out there uh, and, and that talk about the dark world and, and, and it gives the, the devil great power and everything. And, and really, it, 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 some of that is true, mm-hmm. but it'll, it'll fear you into immovability again. You see a demon under every rock. Yeah. I've been there. Uh-huh. Again, you're focusing on the demons. Not, Point number three is yes. focus on God. Yeah, and better than that, focus the on we have Jesus. Jesus. Because we, we talked about how Jesus won the victory over sin, over death, and over the devil. Focus on Jesus as your friend, and you have your friend standing by you. Again, that's why we go back to point number two. Keep reading the Bible. Keep reading and studying the gospel. The more you know Jesus, the closer you are with Jesus, the freer you're going to be, and the less problems you're... Well, no, that's not fair to say the less problems you're going to have with the devil. But the more you'll see he has limited control and power, and he can only whisper and tempt you. Now, we also know that the the more we cling to God, it's not the Christians that... Or it's not the non-Christians that the devil is trying to get. It's the Christians that he's working hardest to pull away. And so if we focus on God and, 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 and the victory, we're going to have problems. Right. And this does move to point number four, though. Back to Job. Okay. Job had trouble. He had problems. And he kept focusing in on God. And what we call that is faith, a relationship. I'm clinging to you no matter what, God, because you're the only hope and salvation. Job didn't look to what he did right or wrong, but looked to his relationship with God. And that's where he saw himself as blameless. He was always trusting in God, always clinging to him. Wasn't looking at himself, wasn't looking at the devil, wasn't looking at the world. He was looking to God. Have 
faith. And that's finally what blessed Job was God, whom he trusted. Because Job could not have that faith on his own. Right. Because faith isn't what we do. I've had some people come to me and even say, uh, even recently, say, you know, I, I feel like I've doubted. And, and does that mean I'm no longer a child of God? Or I doubted. I had some bad dreams. Does that mean the devil's got control of me? No. Faith is a relationship. And God holds us. And sure, we have doubts. But when we continue to turn back to him and say, I'm having doubts, but I trust you, God. That's the relationship, because it's not about us. It's about God. So summarize the four points again, please. Oh, boy. You really made me do that? Uh-huh. Uh, one, you could be scared if you only look at the devil, scared to death. Move to number two. Mm-hmm. Trust in the word of God. It is not chained. God has shown himself as powerful, so keep in his word. Move to three, which kind of comes back to number one. Don't be scared of the devil and all those things, but look to Jesus. And that's really where three is, is cling to Jesus. He's the one who has the victory and gives us the victory. And then number four, we cling to Jesus by that relationship with him. The faith. The faith. That's what Job did. That's what we do. And when we do, we see that Trials, temptations, they melt away because, I can't say melt away, but they become circumstances because we know that real life is our relationship with God and he will lift us above them. So, what questions do you have about faith, relationships, uh, uh, the devil, uh, anything we didn't answer in Job? Please write us. Let us know. You can email us at... Info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, N-O-T, dash A-L-O-N-E, dot N-E-T. Don't forget to search us out on Facebook, it's room 4216, or Pastor Dave Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. And what are we going to do next week, Pastor Dave? Well, a couple of our listeners said they'd like to do the book of Philippians. I like this idea. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, I guess we'll have to come back next week to see if that's what we do. And until then, you, you are not alone. alone. Do come back again to room 42 to 16. Carmen, the champion, and our fabulous interlude musician, Robert Vaughn. <laughs>